We're back. I'm ready for uh, for six straight months of me being an unproductive human because all I'm going to be doing is watching baseball. Uh, have you been yelled at by any professors yet for watching baseball in the back of your classrooms? I haven't been yelled at, although I've gotten some weird looks because I like sit in the front of the class in one of my classes. and So everyone I, behind you can see? Everyone behind me can see, and also like I usually just engage, and now I'm just like out of it. Like, nope, not there. I'm not even pretending that I've read, I've done the readings or anything like that. I respect it, honestly. Uh, I would be doing the same, except I don't have class to go to, so I'm just sitting at home being a worthless human on the couch. <laughs> because my parents might listen to this, I actually have done all of my readings, and I am still paying attention in all of my classes, especially my thesis class. I'm paying very close attention in that class so that I can graduate. That's important, yeah. You know, this is, uh, I'm really thankful that baseball season was over by the time I had to write my thesis because I just would have had a hard time. It was like the <laughs> real dead of winter during, uh, during when I was writing my thesis. So no baseball, not even baseball signings to talk about. So I, I caught like, a what good better, break What better are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Might as well just write my thesis, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but no, it has returned to us. And with it, all the strange things that the baseball season brings. Speaking of strange things, we are in a new studio. Yeah. Um, so if there's any issues with audio quality, please don't blame us. <laughs> um, we're figuring things out as we go. But we were recently, we got the boot from the the radio station since we're not really a radio station show. And, you know, frankly, now we're actually like real podcasters because we don't really know how the audio quality is going to sound. Like we had it way too made. Yeah, we had it really made. Um, but, yeah, pretty soon we're going to be using our own microphones But for now. We're in an NYU voiceover room because we still can do that for, for the next, I don't know, five minutes maybe. But um, yeah, we had to just, we had to get in the studio. We had to get a podcast out because real baseball is back and we were at a game. Yeah. And I don't know. We're just, we're feeling it. Yeah. So this one's going to be a bit of an abbreviated podcast. We're just going to run through some things that happened in the last week and change. Uh, fun stuff that stuck out to us. We'll go over some gifts. Some, some really our new beat. Yeah, our the new gifts beat. has it, suddenly become like our number one attraction. Yeah, you know it's a good thing when people are tagging us in tweets on t- on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, being like, "Yo, at uh, bwags one one two one's gift team is killing it this week so far. What's good?" Yeah, you're right. Um, I appreciate all of that, and anyone who shares good gifts with us that we might have missed, even though we are consuming as much baseball as we can possibly inject into our veins. <laughs> Uh, we still do miss some stuff. Uh, so, just our our favorite beat stuff that has happened. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, Bobby, what has happened? Shohei Otani is good. Yeah, he. Uh, that's got to be the first thing that's happened. Living up to the hype, certainly. I like how we've basically seen him pitch a game and bat in like three, and we're like, folks, he actually is Babe Ruth. <laughs> We could just drop the Japanese Babe Ruth label right off. He just hacked that <laughs> off. He's just literally Babe Ruth. Yeah. Um, extra innings have happened. 
which is hilarious. Uh, yeah, lots of them. And actually, that I, I was going to reference that in a segment later, but there have been lots of extra inning games. And I hope Rob Manfred is just eating shit over it because that's what he deserves. Extra innings are good. That's my take. Yeah, uh, on opening day, there were three extra inning games, which is incredible. We've already had 11 so far, so we're averaging averaging more than an extra inning game a day, including we had the a Cubs game that went 17, and then we had a Dodgers-Diamondbacks game go 15, and that was incredible, if only because we were so, so close to having Jeff Mathis pitch, which is, I think, all I've ever dreamed Didn't of. Didn't he get a walk-off hit? Yeah, he got the to walk-off To stop hit. himself from having to pitch? Yeah, he pinch hit for the pitcher. And, you know, if he'd ground it out, man, <laughs> we get to see Jeff Mathis. That's a damn shame that we didn't get to see a position player. Well, we actually did get to see a position player pitch in the first week, and it was for the Phillies. Um, we're not going to do the Gabe Kapler spiel because everywhere I listen to has already done the Gabe Kapler spiel. But I just want to say to all of you preseason, Phillies are going to be the wild card hot team. I'm loving this moment where they're really struggling out of the gate. <laughs> loving it. Loving it. It's great. Uh, that's really the best thing about the first week of baseball is you can just kind of make rash decisions about how the rest of the season is going to go based on like a week of thing. Like we can say, look, the Pirates offseason worked. Like they're undefeated, which means they're going to win 162 games. <laughs> yeah. The Pirates being the last undefeated. Are they the last undefeated team? Uh, I don't actually know. Well, either way. The, but if the Pirates end up being the last undefeated team, that would be amazing because they're bad and they don't have good players and they traded all of their good players away. Yeah, pretty much. Which is kind of sad because they had a lot of good players that I really like to watch on the Pirates. Yeah, they do this all the time though. Yeah. Um. So what else? What else has happened so far? We had Giancarlo Stanton news slash he's done a lot of things and I've seen him a lot. He in his first was it his first at bat or just his first game? Yeah, his first at bat. He hit the hardest ever hit opposite field home run in the Statcast era, which is like four years, but still. Yeah. It was a rocket. Yeah, he demolished it. His swing is so violent. I know. I've been watching it more closely just kind of over the last week. And he is—he really just has bad mechanics. Like, Oh, yeah. He's, you don't like, teach that kind of swing. <laughs> like, you look at where his feet are positioned, and when he swings the bat, like, both of his feet come off the ground at different points. Like, his back foot's not planted at all. And it's, like, a foot, like, I don't know how to say this, like, adjacent to the other one. Like, they're not lined up. But, yeah, his, just... he has a closed stance, but it's, like, almost stays closed while he swings, which yeah. is not how it's supposed to be. It, you're supposed to swing from an even position. Like, your feet are supposed to be, you know, shoulder-width, parallel, whatever you want to call it. Like, And he doesn't do that. Yeah. He just is much stronger than, like, 99% of humans. <laughs> yeah. So, Giancarlo. And then he struck out five times. And promptly, uh, as New York fans are wont to do, they booed him. I appreciate that. I would love if the Yankees were not nearly as good as all of their fans have been talking shit and saying that they are going to be. <laughs> but, like, you can't – I mean, I guess it's a New York thing, but booing Giancarlo Stanton after you spent the entire offseason basically being, like, give the World Series to the Yankees because they traded for this guy, it's, like, the most Yankees fan thing I could have ever imagined. You know, I said it to you when this happened. I was like, my offseason take that the tabloids are going – that you're going to see a New York Post headline that's, like, Giancarlo Badton – that's gonna happen. <laughs> I was like, sort of like gonna tear him a new one. I was sort of tear, uh, tuning you out right there for a second, looking at my episode rundown because I thought you were just gonna read off like your whole. I I feel like you know he's gonna be worse than Yankees fans expected, but then you hit me with a Giancarlo bad team, and I felt like I had to respond. <laughs> Giancarlo, 
Giancarlo. <laughs> um, Giancarlo's five strikeout performance was almost as bad as the Yankees radio announcer's home run call for him. John, what is it? John Sterling, I feel like his yeah, name is. John Sterling. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, it's not good. It was like Italian, but it wasn't real Italian words. I, I, yeah, I'm not even going to get into that. Uh, the, this is the podcast that talks about radio calls, but won't repeat them. <laughs> um, Oh, uh, also, I wanted to mention, did you see that Bryce Harper wore Louis Vuitton Supreme cleats on opening day? <laughs> no. <laughs> and if that is not the most Bryce Harper thing you've ever heard, I don't know what to tell you. Bryce Harper, oh, God. I can't wait till he's not on my division rival so that I can just wholeheartedly root for him and not have to worry about it having consequences for me down the road because he's he's bordering on my favorite player in the league. Yeah. <laughs> he's so good and he is so flagrant about how good he is and he's like the flashiest player I don't know one of the flashier players of our lifetimes I'm not going to go hot take and be like he's the most flashy player baseball player of all time because you know we did live during Manny Ramirez but (laughs) (laughs) Bryce is an icon yeah when the fan yelled overrated at him and he promptly just crushed a home run Oh, so good. And and there was, there was a gif of, like, <laughs> he, like, hit a home run, and it panned to the crowd, and there's, like, a Braves stand, there's, like, a Braves fan standing up, like, clapping and shaking their head. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, same. Uh, I was at a, a Mets-Nats game, I guess, like, 2015, with a friend from high school, and Bryce came up, and everyone was booing him. I don't know why. I guess because the Mets fans just boo him. I don't really know what he's ever done to us. <laughs> Other than just play baseball. I mean, he's never really, like, insulted the Mets or anything like that. But everyone booed him. And I was like, I stood up to boo him reflexively because when everyone in City Field boos someone, you kind of have to boo them. Uh, (laughs) And I just couldn't – I couldn't get the words out. I couldn't get the boo out. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to boo him. I'm just going to clap, like, quietly. (laughs) I was just, like, doing a silent clap, just hands coming together, no no, uh, audible sounds coming out of my hands. But – uh. Yeah, they booed when we were at the game on Saturday. They were booing Yachty, and I was like, "Are we, are we really booing someone for something that happened in 2006? Yeah, like for not even for something that he did that really insulted the team or like was booable. It was just for him playing baseball. We're really gonna boo a guy for playing baseball 12 years ago. I mean, I guess that's, that's like the biggest offense. That's, I, have you read the unwritten rules? Oh my god, the unwritten rules have been especially bad in this first week. Bunting. Against the shift, yeah, to beat the Bunting shift, to beat the shift, and people are still mad about it. Like, um, if you can't say, "Hey, it wasn't a competitive game," but you decided to shift, what? How are you going to be like? We're going to make this move against you, but you can't do anything to counter it. <laughs> you literally just have to watch three pitches go straight down the middle. Yeah, if your team is winning. Yeah, or if your team is losing. Yeah, either which, whichever way the game is going, <laughs> it's just over. What's the point? We should just have a mercy rule of like three runs. <laughs> At this point, uh, yeah. Who who was that again? That was Chance Cisco, who's the catcher for the Orioles, and, and it was against the it was twins. against the Twins. Yeah. yeah, so the Twins shifted, and then Brian Dozier came out and made some passive aggressive comments about how he was like, "Hey, man, you know, uh, we really didn't like about how he bunted against the sh- against the shift, but uh, they've got some real veteran leadership over in that clubhouse, and I'm sure that they'll handle yeah, it." Yeah, insinuating I'm like, that like Adam Jones is going to yell is at Chance Cisco for <laughs> bunting. He'd be like, "Hey, man." Good, but bad strategic move on your part. Helped our team out, but you hurt baseball in the long <laughs> run, I guess. Hey, man, you got to think about the other team's feelings. 
You honestly do have to think <laughs> about the other team's feelings. Everyone, yeah. Everyone should just play for the same team. It should all just be scrimmages. <laughs> you should never try to beat the other team. That's actually so dumb. Um, I want to talk about something actually real quick that happened in spring training. And we shouldn't be doing this a week into the season, but because we haven't recorded, I, I just want to talk about this because the A's are still getting roasted about this for something that happened four years ago. And that's the fact that in the final game at Dodger Stadium, uh, raw sewage leaked onto the field for <laughs> like 15 minutes. It literally, it's, it was sewage. That's what it was. It, that's, it wasn't, uh, when it we wasn't were watching a, that, it wasn't just a pipe breaking. It was we, just we, water. We were like, oh, the sprinklers are broken. Ha ha. It was sewage. <laughs> oh, that's rough. Yeah. That's really rough. And when the A's clubhouses like flooded from sewage three uh, th- whatever, four or five years ago, they're still getting burned about it on Twitter. <laughs> so everyone, if you're listening to this, you better go roast the Dodgers for like five years. Yeah. That's fair. People are <laughs> literal like, trash. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, uh, yeah. The Dodgers are literal trash. Yeah, apparently. they are. Um, that's really funny, actually. <laughs> <laughs> sewage. I didn't know that. Yeah. Thank you for breaking news to me on the podcast. Uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about before we get into our, our favorite things? Um, I've ha- So I've had this note, like a reminder in my phone for the last, I don't know, five days or so, or I guess the last week since opening day, um, to write a blog post on tipping pitches talking about how, remember in our season preview episode, we were just kind of vomiting out our feelings about the A's and Mets. Yeah. At the end of that, I decided that I was going to be positive. Remember, I was like, you know what? I've come out on the other side. I've decided I'm going to be positive about this year. I'm not going to worry about things that I can't control, like health. I'm just going to enjoy the fact that like this team has a lot of fun players that I love a lot. And I was like, I should write a blog post about this to like really get it on the record, you know, <laughs> like put it out in words, not make people have to go back and listen to me ramble for five minutes about how I feel good about this team. I should put it succinctly in words and I haven't done it yet, but I should have done it because now they're five and one. And like <laughs> now it sort of feels like I'm just on the bandwagon of yeah. feeling good about the team. Whereas I sort of felt good about the team going into the year where a lot of people were a lot more skeptical. So I didn't get my take out there yet, but I keep hitting remind me in one day, remind me in one day, remind me one day from now yeah, or whatever. It, I'm going to do it eventually. So maybe I should wait for them to hit a swoon and then I should still, then I should write it and be like, listen, they're in a swoon, but I still feel good. I still feel good. I felt good before the year and I feel good now. Yeah. That's the thing about recording a podcast and like putting your feelings out onto it is like you have to point people back to the podcast whenever you want to like reiterate your point. It's be like, oh, just, just listen to episode 32, fast forward to uh, 51 minutes in and you can find my take. It's that easy. <laughs> it's only going to take you 15 minutes if you have good Wi-Fi. <laughs> Well, then I will just reiterate my point that uh, Brandon Nimmo is going to be good this year. He's good. And Robert Gesellman is the next Andrew Miller. It's happening, man. The next Andrew Miller. That's actually so true. Same with Seth Lugo. The Mets yeah. now have two Andrew Millers. Uh, yeah. You're not considering that fact. That's actually true. Think about the spin rate. No one talks about this. <laughs> Most of the people that listen to our podcast, because they're our parents, don't know what spin rate is. <laughs> so I've just been repeatedly going back to the well on the spin rate joke with Seth Lugo and no one cares. <laughs> I love it. Um but yeah, I feel good about the Mets. Um they're 5 and 1 and the pitching has looked really good and Michael Conforto came back today. We're recording this on Thursday. Uh the first of three game series against the Nats and the Mets won 8-2 and Jay Bruce, my favorite player of all time, hit a grand slam. So, it's all good vibes. <laughs> 
I never said anything bad about Jay Bruce. <laughs> never in my life. You can't find me saying anything bad about it. <laughs> How are the A's doing? I haven't been following them as closely. Uh, the A's are fine. They're like three and five after today's loss against the Rangers. Like the the pitching is, you know, it hasn't been great, right? Like no one thought the pitching <laughs> would be great, and <laughs> thus far, that's they've lived up to expectations. The offense has been fine. I'd like to see like Matt Olson get going, right? But Matt Chapman is really good. He's hitting 500, and he's already he's like he could win a Gold Glove after the first week of the season. He so, went yard off Otani too. Yeah, which is more than anyone else can say. Yeah, welcome to the MLB, man. <laughs> this welcome is what to the like. MLB from this almost rookie, also. <laughs> yeah. Weird guy to give Otani his welcome to the MLB. I know, right? I'll take it though. Yeah, it would have been. I'm uh, trying to think of someone on the A's. It would have been more fitting. I guess Chris Davis. Yeah, hit one 480. What's really so? On the one hand, I was like, "Ooh, we get to see Otani first. Like, it's kind of fun because I like to. You know, we're gonna get like first look at him and first crack at him, right? Match happening gets to hit his home run. Um, but on the other hand, every time people reference Otani's debut, it's gonna be against the A's. It's gonna be like, remember when Otani like kind of looked really good against the A's in his debut and I'm like no one's going to remember that it, in a year from now no one's going to be like I guess sort of nerds like us will remember people's debuts like yeah, you I still mean, talk about Harvey's debut all the time yeah P- I mean people always do the retrospectives or be like check out this gif from Otani's debut the splitter of yeah of the splitter and I'm like oh, fine check out this gif man he's on my <laughs> squad I got him I got him. It turned out to be a good gamble so far. Yeah, man. Since he's literally going to hit 60 home runs, and he's going to strike out 400 guys. Yeah. That was your take. That was my take before we started recording, and it's going to happen. Before we move on, because we said we're going to keep this short, and we will, um, because we have another episode coming out sometime early next week. We're going to have a fun guest on, um, so stay tuned for that. But before we move on, we have to do a quick vintage old man yelling at cloud moment for the two of us. Yeah. And it's going to be about Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> has nothing to do with Russian bots. has nothing to do with influencing elections. I was about to say, have you heard of this Cambridge Analytica? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, no. It has to do with the fact that I pay a cable bill and I couldn't watch the Mets on SNY. And I had to listen to John Cruck <laughs> and Cliff Floyd announcing the Mets on Facebook. And I had to see... Stupid shit posters commenting on it the side the entire time. Uh, thoughts on this Facebook exclusive window into the future of live baseball watching? Oh my god, yeah. So Mets Phillies uh, yesterday on Wednesday on Facebook, and it was okay. If you want my honest take on it, like I get what the MLB is doing because they think that this will reach more viewers and it's free, right? So you go to a really large platform that doesn't make you pay for anything and in theory, you'll get more people watching it. And I understand why Facebook would do it because, you know, they could put ads there, do whatever. They can make a crap ton of money off of this. And also, like, it was broadcast internationally. In theory, a lot of the international streams went down. Even the American stream went down for a while and it was like, go to this weird direct stream link to watch the rest of it and then make a free account. And I was like, I'm not doing that. It feels yeah. like Russians hacked this. <laughs> yeah, so, but all that aside, if you're going to make me watch a game on Facebook, <laughs> at least make it, like, watchable. I do not need a, like, score box that takes up a third of the screen. I don't need people's emotions, their reactions, floating across it. I really don't care that... You know, Jim from Ohio is angry face at that Cindergard slider. Also, like, 
him for a while. Also, uh, if you so you could mute like the discussion box yeah. on the right, and I did that after I figured out that I could do that. I was watching this at work, so I wasn't really paying that close attention. But you can mute that little discussion box over to the side. So once I did that, they did like Facebook featured comments that would flash across the top of the screen, and it would be like, as Cespedes would come up to bat, the Facebook featured comment would be like, "What's Cespedes gonna do here?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, "You know what? I wasn't even considering that." Why was no one asking this I, question? No one is talking about the fact that Ioannis Cespedes is at bat. No one's talking about this. It's true. Or, like, they would do, like, a flashback, like, a highlight moment, and it would be, like, Jim from Ohio or whatever. It was, like, I predict Cespedes' home run to left field. He could have said that for every single person that came up to bat, <laughs> but then they were, like, featured it during the highlight, and they were, like, Jim from Ohio says, I predict Cespedes' home run to left field, and then the highlight comes on. It's, like, Cespedes' home run to left field. That's because there are 10,000 people who are as stupid as us who, like, Matt Olson comes up to the plate, and it's, like, Matt Olson bomb right here, and you say it for every at-bat. <laughs> I called that. I was there. I called that. I do that all the time. <laughs> yeah. When I was at, uh, when I jinxed the R.I. Dickey no-hitter, I tell people that all the time. I was like, I called that. <laughs> called that he was going to throw a one-hitter. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was dumb. Unfortunately, it's like, it actually is the future of watching sports, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Because like, you know, I was thinking about this the other day for some reason, but I was thinking, what if Jeff Bezos just bought every NFL team? Like, what if he just bought all of the NFL and then decided that he was going to stream the NFL only on Amazon? Wouldn't that be a net gain for him, like, in the long run? Yeah. I mean, the NFL viewership is declining, but if he paid, like, I don't know, he's got, like, $120 billion of personal wealth. So if he paid, like, $60 billion, don't you think the NFL would say yes? Uh, Yeah, probably. And then he broadcasts every game and just makes all the money, and he shows those stupid ads that <laughs> always come in when you're watching Amazon Prime. Yeah, Amazon Prime Red Zone. And yeah. it's just like, here you go. If you want to watch any NFL, you have to subscribe to Amazon Prime. Yep. You get all these other movies, too, that no one wants to watch. <laughs> <laughs> and all these other not great TV shows. Yeah. I don't know, man. I feel like that's probably going to happen. I feel like I'm going to be watching all my Mets games on Facebook. They can just advertise it. It's like two-day shipping and concussions. And it's like, there you go, man. What more do you need? <laughs> Uh, the delivery man will show up at your door and hit you over the head. <laughs> You'll get a concussion just like your favorite NFL player. City so damn great, I feel like Alexander. Way on halo like a hat, that's like the latest fashion. I got angels all around me, they keep me surrounded. Who is you and who the fuck is you and who is them? All of a sudden, who after them? You can't touch me, nah, 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 nah. I got angels. Okay, uh, moving on. We're just going to do a quick rundown. I mean, we already talked about some wacko, weird stuff that happened in the first week, but we're just going to do quick hits. Each of us have three favorite things that happened in this week. And yeah, so let's get to it. Bobby, you want to kick us off? Yeah. My favorite thing that happened this week, and it happened just earlier today, was Conforto hitting home run in his first game back. Ooh, there you go. I mean, like, I love him. More than I probably should. He's probably not, like, if I ever meet the guy, he's probably just a normal dude. He's probably not this amazing person, player that I've put up on a pedestal my entire life. I guess not my entire life. He's only been in the league for, like, two years. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I love him irrationally. I don't know why. I, probably because the Mets have jerked him around so many times, and I'm like, you've really gone through <laughs> the ringer for this team, and 
you've endeared yourself to the fans for that because all the whole time, all you wanted to do was play baseball. You hit two home runs in the World Series in your rookie year, and all you wanted to do was play baseball, and they kept sending you down to Las Vegas for no reason <laughs> at all. And then when you came up, you played well. So I love Conforto and having him back and hitting in home run, an opposite field home run that at first was a double, and then upon replay review, my favorite <laughs> thing in the world. <laughs> Although I will say, welcome I, back, Mikey. Yeah, I will say I support replay review for home runs. That was my whole thing the whole time. But um, and then he did the little salt and pepper shaker thing afterwards. It was perfect. So that was my first favorite thing. I like it. Yeah, he's fun. I'm excited to watch him. He's he's just got such a nice, compact, lefty swing, and everything he does just looks good. Yeah, he's also kind of underrated. I feel like maybe it's just the fact that he missed part of last season, and. Yeah, well, he missed the last, whatever, 20-something games of last season, maybe less. And he was still worth, like, almost six war. So, he's good. <laughs> he's really? the Mets' best player. It was much? It was, yeah, it was like 5.7 or something Jesus like that. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's good. Uh, we'll just keep yelling that in the microphone over and over. Michael Conforto's good, in case you didn't know it. You heard it here last. Um, <laughs> you heard it here last. <laughs> most uh, recently. If you're listening to this right now, this is the most <laughs> recent place that's told you that Michael Conforto is good. Um, he's 25. Yeah. Mike Trout's 26. Yikes. <laughs> oh, he was worth 4.4 war last year. Oh, wow. You lied. I lied. Liar. Liar. That's fake news. Um, okay, I'm just going to go for it. My favorite thing that happened this week was Shohei Otani hitting a home run and him returning to the dugout to receive the silent treatment. And I don't know what it is, if it's just that like they don't do that sort of thing over in Japan, but... He returned and seemed very confused why no one was celebrating this amazing feat that he had homer that he had homered in his first at bat. He had at to Angel know, Stadium. right? Someone had to warn him that this might happen to him. Probably. He has, does he have Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> but like, so he gets back into what we'll link to it, but because you just have to watch it because it's the cutest thing in the world. But he gets back and he like slows down and he like looks around and he like walks down just expecting someone to turn around. And so when out fake and, high fives. yeah, and so when no one turns around, he starts jumping on Ian Kinsler and just hugging him. And finally, they all turn around uh, and mob him. And he has this beaming smile on his face, and it's the most wholesome thing I have ever seen. My favorite thing is that he didn't just accept that they weren't going to celebrate with him. Like he sought someone out. They were standing on the railing, and he grabbed him from behind and just started shaking him. Yeah, he's like, like he's yeah. like, "This is my moment. <laughs> Give it to me." <laughs> and then everyone mobbed him, and it was great. Um, similarly, my second thing that I chose, uh, I'm just going to head right into it because it also had to do with Shohei Otani's first career home run. And it was the fact that it came off a curveball after all these anonymous scouts in spring training, after they'd seen him bat 40 times, were like, listen, I mean, I know he was great in Japan, but I don't know if he can handle a major league baseball curveball <laughs> as if they don't have curveballs in Japan. And he hasn't been the best hitter in Japan for three years. Like I get, okay, I understand the pitching here is different, and they, the velocity is probably a lot higher here, and I'm sure that they just pitch you with a different strategy and that the off-speed stuff on the aggregate is better. You can't tell me that Otani's never seen a good curveball, and he didn't know how to handle it entirely. So the fact that his first home run came on a curveball made me really happy because it's like, <laughs> fuck you guys. <laughs> As he was running the bat, he should have just done. Or as he was running around the bases, he should have just done the the universal sign for the curveball, like to toss your finger forward, you know, when you're warming up or whatever. He should have just been doing that the whole time. Like, yeah, he like he I like, can hit the curveball. He buys out ad space in the Los Angeles Times and just like, dear scouts, f you, signed Shohei Otani. 
Uh, that would be a New York move. That would be a totally New York move. I love him. I love that it was off a curveball. And I, I forget who even threw it, and it was like 74 miles an hour. It wasn't a good curveball, but it was a curveball. And so if you really couldn't, quote unquote, handle the curve, then uh, he would have swung over top of it. Yep. It's that simple, man. It's, it was his first. I mean, it was like one of his first games. So, you know, if he wasn't ready for the curveball yet, then even a bad curveball would get him out. So F all these scouts. Well, just kind of continuing off that train of home runs, what I have just enjoyed is the abundance of inside-the-park home runs that we've had in this first week. Real good. I think we've had three already. We've had four, if you want to count Kevin Pillar getting on first and then stealing second, stealing third, and then doing a straight steal of home. The straight steal of home was the best part because it was such it was such a Dylan Batances, I don't trust anything about you right now. Yeah. Like, it was an ultimate... That's what I love about stealing bases. Like we talked about this when way, way back when we had a conversation about how base stealing has gone down. I love just, like, the flagrance of it. Like, the fact that you... The pitcher probably knows you're going to run, but then you do it anyway, and it's just like, I'm getting the best of you. But we're at least, like, I'm not trying to deceive you or anything. I'm just going to run on you. And that's what Kevin Pillar did. Yeah. Carlos Correa heading in inside the Parker. Amazing. Perfect. He's probably going to do that more. Uh, Eduardo Nunez hitting inside the Park home run, too, which... Sure, why not? Encarnacion hit one. Yeah, that that was that was gonna be my favorite one. <laughs> Edwin Encarnacion in 2018 hitting inside the park home run. I forget who was it was on ESPN, but I forget who was announcing it. But I was watching that game, and uh, the announcer was like, "I thought that he should have stopped at third because I didn't think he was gonna make it all the way home." <laughs> <laughs> it was like he looked like he was chugging along. The thing about all inside the park home runs is, it, in some respects, they're kind of a farce because. Like, it always happens because of some misplay by the outfielder or just a really weird carom that the ball takes off the wall. Like, the Correa one, I think, was just because the center fielder jumped, missed it, and it, like, bounced off the foot of the wall and uh, bounced, like, you know, 40 feet away or whatever. So it's like, you're like, all right. Like, it was an inside the park home run, but he got some help from the fence there. Yeah. But I really... This is why we need speed, right? This is why Byron Buxton... Byron Buxton already has two, right? That's why he's on my all-gift team, is because he's got the speed to just ha- do an inside the parker like solely with his feet, just because he's fast. Rosario had a triple off something that one-hopped the wall, and the right fielder like got it on the first bounce. Yeah. And he still got a triple out of it. Like, a triple with no throw to third. Yeah. This is why speed is fun. This is why we, we, we have the need for speed. <laughs> That was dumb. Um, should I do my last thing? Yeah, go for it. My last thing is more personal and has nothing to do with any, anything anyone will care about. But I love just having sunflower seeds at the ballpark during our first game. Nice. <laughs> it's such a nice feeling to just sit down in your seats, really just get right back into that rhythm, which as soon as you start watching regular season baseball again, it's just pitch by pitch coming in. It feels like it never really left. And to pull, like, even though it was cold at the first game that we went to, to pull a pack of sunflower seeds out of your pocket and to just put that first handful of them into your mouth yeah. at the first game that you're at, uh, it's just the best feeling in the entire world. And it was on my birthday, too, I know, I know. which is, like, doubly incredible. And the Mets won, and it was just a great feeling. So that is my third favorite thing that happened since the beginning of the, the season is sunflower seeds in my first game. So agree with you on that one. The, the drawback about that game is that I think – we both watched maybe like five innings of baseball because we were running a little late. Got there. It was a Saturday. We did not get there. Game the first at pitch. one. <laughs> um, and also, 
all of New York happened to be at the game. So Everyone you, in New York. you got to stand in line for an hour uh, <laughs> getting food. And that was good. That was fun. I enjoyed that. But the, the baseball that we did watch was amazing. And, uh, you know, glad it's back. Yeah, we, we I, stood in line for, I stood in line for two innings to get chicken fingers. Yeah. <laughs> they were really good, but not two innings good. <laughs> but, yes, fantastic. Excellent game. Excellent win. Sunflower seeds, tip top, even though they were expired, technically. I don't know how sunflower seeds expire, but whatever. All right, what's your final thing? Final thing. We cannot do an episode of Tipping Pitches without mentioning this. Kevin Kiermeyer has some very interesting strategies, you could say, for keeping warm during a baseball game. So the Tampa Bay Rays were playing the New York Yankees a couple days ago, and it was about 40 degrees here in New York, kind of chilly. And Kevin Kiermeyer playing baseball in Florida, was like, wow, that's way too cold for me. I'm not going to be able to handle it. So instead of putting on, you know, a, a bodysuit, an extra layer of Under Armour or something like that, my man decided I'm going to cover myself in Vaseline. Vaseline. That's his, that's his that's... staying warm trick. He eventually said that he didn't do this, but, like, it was reported that he was going to do it. So I don't know if he backed off or it got warmer or what. Well, and this so here were some questions, right? Is like, why did he back off from it? Did his teammates roast him? Did he open up Twitter and he was like, oh, shit, man. <laughs> did he get halfway through and he's like, this is way too hard and slippery. This is not going the way I planned. How do you, pay, how do you play baseball covered in Vaseline? Like, if you accidentally touch any part of your body that's not covered... How are you going to hold the ball? Yeah. Vaseline is like... <laughs> it's super... Yeah, you can't... Yeah. That's just... What a terrible decision. But also, if only for the tweet alone, I'm really glad that he made that terrible decision. Well, and here's the thing is like he backed it up by saying, no, I've heard of other players who've done this. So now I really want to know which <laughs> baseball players have actually played a game covered in Vaseline. I feel like this is an investigation that we might have to do. What we need to do is we need to have Fernando on again. We need to ask him this. (laughs) Have you ever played a game covered in Vaseline? Or have you ever heard of anyone playing a game covered in Vaseline? Because I feel like he may just ignore the question and tell a different story, but the different story might be better. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I really want to find this out. I won't be complete until I know, until we get to the bottom of the Vaseline, the great Vaseline mystery of 2018. Kevin Kiermeyer. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin Kiermeyer. All right, so we're going to wrap up soon just because, you know, you're probably flooded with actual baseball, so you don't need us just chattering in your ears about baseball that you've already watched or that has already happened. Yeah, if you're listening to us, why are you doing that? Go, <laughs> go, baseball is on. Go watch it. Excellent marketing for our podcast. Thank you, Alex. Um, no one but, listens this late in the podcast. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but before we do, now since we are the gift guys, which is, you know, we could have worse labels, which you... We were tweeting back and forth to each other. You were tweeting from the Tipping Pitches account, and I was tweeting from my personal account, which is up there with the stupidest things that we do. (laughs) (laughs) But now that we're the gift guys, let's briefly go over some gifts and then wrap up um, that we appreciated from the first week of the season. I just got to say, we already talked about the Otani home run celebration. I just got to say, another very, very weird one that happened, an eagle? 
tried to land on James Paxson? What? <laughs> Why was there an eagle on the field? I think it was. I've like, seen a lot of baseball. I don't know how many eagles I've seen landing on the pitcher's mound. Yeah, real strange. I think it's. I didn't actually look into this. My guess is that it was something to do with like the national anthem. They just were like, you know, the national anthem itself is not American enough. You know, it's really American. Bring a freaking eagle out onto the field and get everyone real up in their patriotic feels. The best part is that James Paxton is Canadian. Yeah, and so the eagle went straight to the Canadian almost in a perfect symbolic gesture of how effed America is right now. <laughs> it's like, yo, you guys thought you were doing a patriotic thing. In actuality, I'm fleeing to Canada. <laughs> the eagle knew what was up. Gift that I love. Shout out to my boy Francisco Lindor. He was playing against the Indians were playing against the Mariners and Mariners closer Edwin Diaz was on the mound and uh, Lindor was at the plate and the the two of them were teammates in Puerto Rico for the World Baseball Classic (laughs) so Edwin Diaz gets Francisco Lindor to swing right through a pitch and Francisco Lindor is beaming the entire time he will not wipe that Lindor smile off his face and best smile in the game. It really is the best smile in the game, and I respect that, man. That's, that's really all I have to say about it. What other baseball player is up there smiling as he swings and misses to end the baseball game? <laughs> he's like, Seriously. whatever, man, it's a game. Yeah, it's just a game. Uh, he's got love for his fellow countrymen. Yeah. I respect that. Me too. Lindor, oh, so glad I got him on my team. So glad I stole him from you. Uh, anyway. I think that just about does it for our gifts, right? Or do you have any other ones? I, I just want to shout out D. Gordon, too, who hit a home run and oh then God, did yeah, the most true. beautiful strut afterwards. Yeah, he, he did the Ken Griffey, the yep. Ken Griffey strut. Uh-huh. Yeah. Really iconic. Yeah, and so, you know, he was working out with him in the off-season. I do, So, yeah. So basically what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> is he's going to be the best Mariner of all time now. I, I mean, I'm not not saying that. <laughs> Um, yeah, they were talking about this on Effectively Wild, but they brought up a really funny point that he hit one, and this was like his 12th career home run or something like that, Yeah, and he strutted it. Yeah. Like, you have to be really confident that it's going out to strut a home run the way that he did in the Griffey sense, and like with your 12th career home run, how are you that sure? <laughs> Most of your hits have not been that, <laughs> and probably none of them have been no-doubter home runs like that, so I guess I guess it was just so... I mean, he, he, like, probably takes batting practice and knows what it feels like off the bat for it to be going straight out like that. But um, but still, I thought that was funny that those guys brought that up yeah. and made that point. Yeah, but I respect it. He's got that confidence in himself. And maybe that's all he needed, honestly. Maybe he needed Ken Griffey Jr. telling him, bro, you can hit home runs. And he's like, yo, maybe I can. Maybe I can hit home runs. All right, we're going to wrap it up. Um, We do have an episode coming out in a few days, and we just wanted to get this up. Brief, immediate reactions to how great baseball has been this week. Here's the thing. Baseball, still good. Yeah, very good. Um, And we love it just as much as ever. Like I said, we're going to have a guest on our upcoming episode, so if you want to check that out, make sure you keep your eyes peeled. Um, New development, small, minor development, but we are available on Radio Public, which is an app, website, hosting service, um, where you can now listen to us in addition to uh, you know, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, all those different places. If you have a place that you enjoy listening to podcasts, leave it. 
Go to Radio Public. <laughs> yeah, go to Radio Public. They do a cool thing where they have a paid listens program, so podcasters who don't have ads, which we qualify for because no one wants to pay us to have an ad, um, we get paid by the listen. A small amount, but it's not nothing. So um, if you want to support us, then go listen there. We encourage you to do that. Or you know, you can listen on the website as well, um, tippingpitches.adivis.com. The, the radio public player is there, and it looks a lot better than the previous player. Yeah, or if, or if you want to support us, we both have Venmo. Like, <laughs> and we are taking donations right now just for the labor of doing this podcast. So if you like it a lot, let us know. We'll drop our Venmo in the description. Uh, yeah, DM us on Twitter. We'll send you our Venmo. <laughs> Um, but anyway, this has been a fun week of baseball. We can only hope it continues to be this fun and that I feel just as cheery about the Mets going forward. Yes, of course. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Thanks for listening, y'all. We will see you next week. Stop!